Travolting presents The Fraser's Edge. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering The Nut Job. With special guest Francis Hutchison. All right, so here's the plan. We infiltrate the recording studio. We get the microphones. We open the Zoom link. We send the Zoom to Francis Hutchison, notorious thief. We then record an episode covering the motion picture, The Nut Job. That's all I got. Are you playing Buddy? Are you just going to be silent the entire episode? (laughs) No, you're not taking that out. You're not taking that out. I feel like... I feel like the best part of the nut job is that like two of the best characters are the characters that never talk. Like it might be a hot take, but I mean, obviously we love Buddy, but also that like little red bird who just kind of angrily looks at everyone. I kind of mess with him. I kind of thought he was a great pivotal character. I love the red bird. He also coincidentally does look like the angry bird, the red one. Yeah. I think that's partly. You think that's intentional? Yeah. When did Angry Birds start? When was Angry Before this. Was it before this? Well before this. Yeah. Probably, yeah. The first... Jeff, are you aware that this movie came out during the the peak of our civilization era when Opa Gangnam Style came out? <laughs> because, listen, I wasn't sure how popular Gangnam Style was until <laughs> I watched this movie and I realized it was the best song in the 21st century. No, so here's the according first of all, to these filmmakers. Oh Angry Birds came out in 2009, so it's five years since Angry Birds. Yes, we're in the peak of the Angry Renaissance. Um, okay. <laughs> so peak of the Angry Renaissance. So, but here's the: th- I want to talk about Gangnam Style. I mean, I was I was thought we would wait until we got to the end of the movie. You're I think right. We, no, I, but no, we I think we got to just like. I really think we should just wait till you want to wait till the end to talk about Gangnam Style, or I don't know, Francis. Should we bring it up now or later? I mean. I mean, that was what prompted me to start my notes when I was watching it. I was like, I need to get this at the exact minute marker. So I don't know. I feel like maybe we should just kind of go through it and then like talk about it at that moment. When it maybe. comes when up. It comes like, up. I feel like you need to, yeah. Because I, I feel like it's very important. I agree. I will relent on Gangnam Style. Yes. Uh, yeah, the nut, the nut job, the, the nuttiest, nuttiest job. Jeff, you just, you performed a nut job recently. Uh, what? That job of what does that mean? Getting married. Oh, is... I'm going to put so many sound effects I in want this you to year. Think <laughs> about what you said. The nut job of getting married. <laughs> Francis thought it was we funny. We just lost. You're getting such a stank face from another room. Right? We, we are at minimum losing 20 subscribers <laughs> at this moment. That's all of our subscribers. <laughs> Oh, did you see we we finally got a Spotify rating? We did? Yeah, enough people rated us to... I mean, it was only like 10, but we got enough people to actually give us a Spotify rating. <gasps> no shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we have a five-star Spotify rating. We have a sp- five-star rating? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. No shit. We have a five-star Spotify rating. Um, We have a, I think, five-star Apple podcast. Probably. Yeah. And we have a really angry guy on YouTube. Um, if you're listening right now. Uh, <laughs> Who's the angry guy on YouTube? No, like, there's this, I don't know. We'll talk about this later. But for some reason, when I upload the videos to YouTube, like, half of them, like, halfway through the episode restart. Like, the audio file restarts. But only on the YouTube. Which is 
Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, I don't quite know how that happened. Have you been listening to it and seeing it happen? Well, I went, I saw an angry comment, and I went in there like, you're just fucking playback set. And I was like, no, this guy's actually right. Um, This isn't working, so I apologized to him. Uh, Wait, like, like, is it actually, like, not working? Did you listen to the whole thing? You know, like, halfway through the episode, it just stops, and then it restarts the episode. And you heard that? Yes, I heard it. Okay. And then you go, but it's it's still the exact same length that the episode should be. Like, it's 27 minutes, and at the halfway point... It, it just reset. restarts. And then at the end of it, it just cuts off in the middle of you, you're, you saying a sentence. I'm going to like try. I'm Something's gonna, going on. After this recording, I'm going to try and figure it out. Uh, I want to quickly shout out this guy who I just referred to as a very angry YouTuber. Um, because I feel Why are you giving him clout? No, because he's definitely listening to this. And I want him to know that, you know, he's respected for pointing that out. Yeah, but, you know, there's better ways to make comments. Like, I don't think we should reward toxic commenting behavior. He's not toxic. So he's a good guy. What was his comment? Read me the comment. Or I'll find the comment. Okay. I'll, I'm gonna Here, go. his name is Louis Taurus, and he said, I hope that at least when the whale episode come, you would fix the issue you have with the editing. A 27-minute episode where the second half is basically the reprise of the first half. Come on. This is not the first time you're doing this. Yeah, that guy could have worded it better. No, he's, he's, he's a, a good guy. No, that's being a jerk. Francis, jerk, good guy. Uh, I think I think it's a complicated matter because I think it, he definitely cares about you guys enough to get angry about it, which is pretty sick that he cares enough about a podcast about John Travolta and Brandon Fraser to like make an yeah. angry comment. Yeah, buddy. But also the wording was a little aggressive. But it's also like we just. I hate how long we've been talking about this guy because now everybody's gonna be like, "Well, if I write a angry comment, <laughs> the Jeff Stewart will go on a ten minute rant about him on their yep. episode." Th- this guy's definitely gonna listen to this and comment on this episode. Um, so I just want to shout him out because I'm trying to give him some respect for pointing that out. And I'm just trying to say that there, be there, nice. there are, be- there are yeah. better ways to comment on yeah. YouTube. And that's just not on him. That's in the whole general YouTube yeah. community. Okay. Uh, well, enough about that guy. Um, please keep listening. You can <laughs> say, thank you, Jeff. Fuck off, Stuart. Yeah, fair. Um, so let's, let's, so last time we checked in with Brendan was gimme shelter. Oh, fuck. that was the end of his like insane 2013 where it was like every movie somehow got worse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> much, much worse. Francis, I'm going to read you Brendan Fraser's 2013, and you're going to tell me if you've heard of any of these movies. Oh, God. Okay. All right. We're starting with uh, A Case of You. Hairbrain. No. <laughs> no. Pawn Shop Chronicles. No. <laughs> Breakout. No. Give me shelter. No. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Give Me Shelter is the Vanessa Hudgens passion project where she tries to be like a really serious actress in this like movie about a homeless person. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's like not good, but she's fine in it. Um, but, yeah, so he does those five movies. Glowing review. Yeah, glowing. So he does those five movies in 2013, basically just because he kind of needs money. Yeah. Um, this is around the time his uh, he goes public that he was sexually assaulted by the head of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Um. He starts like you know losing out on jobs because he is in the middle of a messy divorce, and he's also going through multiple back surgeries. Yeah, um, and so he's not able to you know perform as he could. He's in debt, um, and so he does those five movies. A few of them are somewhat like passionate performances from him. I think of Gimme Shelter and um, um, A Case of You. Those are like movies where he's actually like giving a performance he's in a doing movie. Doing something. Yeah. Um, that being said, those movies are not good. Yeah. But he's basically at the bottom barrel. 
And then he does this. And this is the last movie he does until 2019. Five years. Yes. Francis, this is a big one. <laughs> this is like oh my God. the end of his movie career for half of a decade. Um, wow. To be clear, he does TV episodes in between. Yes. But there are no movies. Yeah. You know, we're going to play the same game we just played. I'm going to read off these TV shows, and we're going to see how many of them oh, you know. God. How many of these have you heard of? Texas Rising. Nope. The Affair. Um, maybe, but maybe I'm thinking of a movie. Uh, Nightcap, specifically the episode entitled Poop Show. <laughs> no. Trust. Trust, no. Condor. No. <laughs> Doom Patrol. Yes. I have heard I of have that I have heard one. of that. Um, there and, we go. And this is not disrespect to him. It's just like he's in a rough spot and he has to kind of take what he can get, which is not the cream of the crop. Yeah. Um, his passion for the art never leaves, but his like options do. Um, and so this, I think it's important to note that this is an animated movie. And so he probably recorded this in 2013 or 2012, even though it comes out in 2014. So in theory, he doesn't really work on a movie past 2013. Yeah. Even though this does come out the next year. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, you know, after this, he takes some time, uh, works on himself, and then comes back strong a few years later, which we'll talk about next week. When we talk about... We'll talk about it at the end. I'll, I'll, I'll mention it. Um, we get to talk about that movie. That movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the second time we have to talk about this fucking movie. This is um, the first ever Travolting instance it's ever happened. Where it's a repeat. It's a big deal. What if we just exclusively did the cast of that movie? Did the what? The cast of that movie. <laughs> and we just have to talk about it every time. No. <laughs> no. We would call the Morgan Freeman show Freeman. What do you call on the Fomke Jensen podcast? Um, Fomke and Dangerous? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck off with that. Is there any other context, Jeff? Um, this movie has a little bit of context, actually. Yeah. So the this the concept of this movie comes out in 2005. There's an animated short film called Surly Squirrel. Oh, cute. Um, there's several. Uh, sh- there's another short produced later called Nuts and Robbers. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of used as like a teaser, a pitch move, pitch video. <laughs> uh, it was like a pitch video for this movie. Um, and then in 2011. This movie is officially announced. It's going to be produced by what's the company? Um, I think it's Toonbox Entertainment that does the animation for this. Mm-kay. Uh, okay, it's three separate studios. It's Gulfstream Pictures, Red Rover International, and Toonbox Entertainment. I'm thinking Toonbox is probably the animation company that does it. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's announced that Toonbox is going to animate this movie. Um, Lauren Cameron is announced as the screenwriter. Peter Lepaniotis, I don't know how to say that name, is the director. Uh, Previously, he's only directed short films, but he did direct Surly Squirrel. Uh, So this is, in some way, a passion project for this guy. Came with this concept in 2005. He's working for six years to try and make this into a feature. He was nutty to make this movie. Yeah, he was a nutty professor. Um, (laughs) A nutty filmmaker. But he's he's a long time... (laughs) He got the job. The thing is, he's a longtime animator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked on Casper, Toy Story 2, Fantasia 2000, Dinosaur, Veggie Tales. Like, he basically, like, 
he's a guy who's been working in the biz for a while doing other people's animation. He just really wanted to make his own animated movie. Yeah. Hence the nut job. The nut job. He did he the... did he do anything after the nut job? Or like was that his like was he a one hit wonder it's, with this? It's the end of his career. Actually no, he does direct <laughs> two more movies. I was gonna say there's a sequel to this movie. He does there? not direct the sequel yeah, to this movie. There's, yeah. Um mm. it's he only gets based on characters by credit for the sequel. Um, but he does direct mm. two more movies and let me hit you with them. Gnome Alone. <gasps> Stop. And, I haven't heard about it, but it sounds pretty funny. <laughs> and he has a movie coming out in three weeks. What's it called, Joe? Entitled Zombie Town. Oh. I, when I, this episode okay. releases, it will have been out for three weeks. But as at the time of recording, it's coming out in three weeks. It's called Zombie Town. It stars Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, and Henry Zerny. <laughs> well, okay then. Um, we should go see Zombie Town. Nope. <laughs> Can go without that. What if we did Gnome Alone? Can go without that. Is that just Home Alone but with gnomes? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Who's... And it stars Josh Peck. Wait a minute. <laughs> Pause the podcast. <laughs> it just stars Josh Peck? It's Becky G and Josh Peck. Becky G and Josh Peck. Yes. I don't know who Becky G is. France, do you oh know who Becky God. G is? I think Isn't Becky G the one who made like singing in the shower and stuff? Am I wrong? Wait, she... I gotta look up Becky G now. She produced she did a song called Becky from the Block. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, she did shower. She's the one who did singing in the shower. Singing in the shower? You ever see you ever like if... oh, did you not? like rock out to that song in the 2000s it's such a dumb song but everyone was obsessed with it she's like i'm dancing in the mirror singing in the shower I'm looking this song. and everyone like everyone loved this song for some reason like i could not escape this song for at least a year so yes i'm very familiar with becky g's yes. work yeah uh no malone maybe we we'll do the becky g cast um maybe maybe just a special episode because no malone seems kind of hilarious Remember that like run of gnome movies? What was that about? Yeah, Gnomeo and Juliet. Sherlock gnomes. <gasps> yeah. Were the gnomes taken well, over and then couldn't couldn't land a home run? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I think they took over the film industry, but now they're like everywhere. Like you know, you go to like Mariano's or yeah. like Target. There's gnomes everywhere. Like I have a gnome in my house because <laughs> they just bring me so much joy because they're so ridiculous. Like. Gnomes are like making a comeback, but in the physical world, not yeah. in the film world. They tried. You know? They tried their hand at Hollywood, didn't quite work out, and now they're infiltrating our our homes. <laughs> the next thing you know, they're yeah. gonna start rigging all the elections. All right. all right, I've I've opened up a Wikipedia page entitled "Category Films About Gnomes." There are eleven eleven pages in this category. We should start talking about the nut oh job. Give, give me give me give me a minute. Um, <laughs> Okay. Let me hit you with these movies. This there. movie just offers too many like possible side conversations. It's it's the joy of the nut job. Here, here are the movies about gnomes, the 11. Boken Koro Bakuru. That's a gnome movie? Yeah, it's a gnome movie. It's an anime gnome movie from 1973. And then there's Boy Meets Dog, which is apparently about a gnome. Uh, it's from 1938. Gnome Alone, a gnome named Norm. 
uh, which is a 1990 movie with Anthony Michael Hall, Nomeo and Juliet, a movie just called Gnomes, uh, then Pinkle J, uh, a 1978 Dutch film, Rip Van Winkle from 1910, Sherlock Gnomes, The Sunshine Makers, and Two Spring. Those are the 11 movies about gnomes, according to Wikipedia. There's got to be more than that, though. I don't know. I think that... I'm, I'm literally finding a movie right now called Gnomes and Trolls. Like, what is this bullshit? This Wikipedia lied... Wikipedia lied to me? Wow, and that's never happened before. Anyway, so the nut job. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, so it's directed by that guy. Um, he's making no. He made Gnome Alone. He's doing well. I'm happy for him. Uh, he was able to recover from this. Great. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. So, oh, Brendan is announced to join this movie on November 15th, 2012. So he probably like records his lines around like late 2012 or early 2013. Yeah, around the time he's yeah. doing all of his Other major stuff. Yeah. Which is not uncommon. We've, pro- we've covered plenty of animations where it's like they kind of did their work like two years prior. Yeah, um, including Sinbad, Beyond the Veil of Mist. I've never heard of that movie. I don't think we ever watched it for this podcast. Francis, we covered this the Sinbad movie. And you'd think like, oh, the fun-looking Sinbad from the '90s. No, it was like it was like PlayStation Two graphics. It was crazy. Oh no! It was so bad. It was... Just on your own time, oh, look geez. up the trailer to Sinbad Beyond the Veil of Mist. Just whenever you have time. Okay. Just and then I'm, I'm, I'm queuing it up on my computer. And then I, I, next thing I'll say is I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nightmarish. Oh my! Yeah, it's pretty grotesque. <laughs> Boy. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty br- brutal. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. should we? I don't know. Yeah. Is there any more context or let's, re- let's delve into the movie? We go into the plot. Yeah, the so, plot of the nut job. First off, what year does this movie take place? Um, because I'm guess I'm getting 1940s vibes. It is. From- li- 1950s. <laughs> is that what it is? Wikipedia listed as October 1959. 59? Yes. Why are these guys talking <laughs> like John Dillinger bank robbers? It They're is like, r- we're going to dig a hole under the bank, <laughs> and we're going to use dynamite to get through and grab all the loot. Johnny? The thing is, this movie has no reason to be set in the 50s. No. It's, it's like, the only reason why is because they clearly just preferred the art style of the 50s. But this is just about like a squirrel who wants to steal nuts. It's not like it's not like there's any. It's not like it's about McCarthyism or anything. It's not like intentionally about the fifties. This it well, would be really I feel funny. Like, well, I feel like it's also like I had no idea because I had watched the Nut Job like maybe twice before, and then I watched it again last night, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take notes and stuff. And I'm watching it, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna look up like some facts so I feel a little more prepared. And I never even really thought about what time period it was in. I was just like, oh, yeah, these people just live in, like, a little fictional town. Like, because it's, I, I looked it up. I'm like, it's not a real place. But then it was said it was in the 1950s. And I was like, it just, why? What's the reason? It's very, I don't know, unnecessary, yeah. but, like, a weird piece of, like, knowledge to have watching it. Like, it's, like. There's no reason you can't do a modern movie about a guy robbing a bank. But the problem is there's a scene where he's like, they're being chased by the cops. It's like, don't worry, Johnny, the state line is out coming up and we're mm. going to be scot-free. 
that was abolished like well before 1959. <laughs> so I'm really confused on when this movie took place. Well, he's been in the slammer for a while. He doesn't uh, know so that he doesn't know change. that. Oh, yeah. okay, right. That's King, that's, right? Yeah, King's King, been in. That's why when all the cops are there, he's surprised because he doesn't know. Right. I'm, we're giving more thought to this movie than I think they did writing it. So probably. So we open with a squirrel. Yeah, named Surly. Surly. Surly it's squirrel. Subtle. Sur- it's sur- subtle. Surly squirrel. There was never like a point in time though. They could have. They should have used this uh, this joke where they're talking over the plan. And they say, "Surly, you can't be serious." And he's like. I am serious, and don't call me surly. Like they, they totally passed that joke up. <laughs> they had it right there. Can, it, can I read for you yeah. how the um, how critics described his character? How the Washington Post described Surly as a selfish scurrier with a grouchy attitude and a mind for schemes. Have you met squirrels? He's not a very fun character to travel with. IGN described the character as admittedly quite surly but trapped in a bizarre and contradictory social commentary about the importance of sharing and the dangers of socialism. So I was going to say, like, <laughs> you talk about this being like McCarthyism, and I do think there is some McCarthyism <laughs> in play in this movie. Because you got to think, Raccoon, voiced by none other than Liam Neeson, yes, is all about, like, controlling the wealth to distribute to maintain control over the colony and the park. Mm versus Andy and Surly who have the mindset of like we just we should just need to, like everyone needs to share. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a socialism commentary. Yeah. Uh this movie ahead of its time. Raccoon is Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> Sees the means of production. Yes. Um You know my first thought watching this movie is you know a movie's going to be good when it opens with five different studio logos. Oh yes. That's how you know a movie's going to be good. Oh yes. What did I just watch recently that had that similar vibe? Oh God, I can't even remember. But yeah, I know what you mean. Because like, if if there's one logo, that's like, all right, this is like Universal put everything into this movie. Yeah. When there's two, you're like, okay, there's like a Kona financer or a production company. Yeah. When there's three, you're like, okay, maybe Tom Cruise has a company that he just slaps his name on everything. That's when what it was. When you get to four, that was. That's when you get to was. four, that's when it gets a little dodgy. It's the newer Mission Impossible <laughs> movies, right? Yeah. The new Mission Impossible movies have a good amount of movie logos on the, the front. The new Mission Impossible ones have this weird contractual obligation yeah, with them. Right. Because like it's a Paramount movie. I can't, why do I know this stuff? Um, <laughs> like I, I could be doing great things. Why do you not know this I stuff? I could be doing that's, great that's things. Pro- no, but like, it starts with like a Paramount logo. And it's like our Paramount movie. Then it's Skydance because Tom Cruise begged David Ellison to give him money and like to like fund these movies <laughs> in exchange for his logo on all of them. And then it's like Tom Cruise has a production company. Right. And then it's like J.J. Abrams has a production company, and he has, like, residuals he gets off the movie, so he's also on it. And then there's also, like, uh, like a Middle Eastern company yeah. that's on Alibaba, board. Alibaba, yeah. Like, there's a lot of yeah. weird stuff going on on that front yeah. logo. I think, it, like, it's when it's five companies you've never heard of before, that's when you, like, really are, like... Ooh, here we go. It's it's almost kind of like seeing like the Paramount logo at the beginning of the Avengers, knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, what Disney's going to buy it. Yeah, well, they actually already had at that time. I know that's why. Yeah, that's yeah. my point. It's like Disney already owned it, but they they were able to maintain the Paramount logo. Mm-hmm. A victory for Paramount. They lost the must. They they no. They won the mustache fight. Yeah, that's right. 
I also just went through a Mission Impossible binge, and I recently watched Fallout, so I, you know, the mustache. I'm like, hey, it's the mustache. Are you aware of this whole thing, Francis, about uh, Henry Cavill? No, what is the mustache thing? We got to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. So in Mission Impossible 6, Henry Cavill plays the bad guy, and he has a mustache Mm -hmm. in the movie. Uh, He Mm -hmm. also plays Superman in Justice League, which shot Mm -hmm. before Mission Impossible. But they wanted to go back and do extensive reshoots on Justice League. And so they asked Paramount, hey, can we, um, like, shave his mustache off and we will pay you for the, like, the mustache makeup effect for your movie Mm -hmm. so that he can do reshoots with us? And Paramount said, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. He's keeping the mustache for our movie. And so... They made it such a big deal. And so in in his (laughs) Superman performance, for half of his scenes... He has. They have to CGI his mustache off, which means the entire oh lower half of his face is CGI for half the movie, and it is haunting. It looks really bad. Oh my god! Like he walks in, and you're like, "That is not a human. That's like a shapeshifter." I just, <laughs> like, and I think it's so funny because like Paramount, like whether people agree or disagree with this, like Paramount definitely like is of the big six or big five, whatever. Paramount's like of the smaller of the five. Yeah. Like they got Mission Impossible and they got, do they have James Bond? They got the right or uh, that's Sony, right? Paramount's got like actually Apple has it now, but all right, they have like I think they have, don't they have like Transformer? They only ha- they only have like very few properties. Yeah, like Transformers, Mission Impossible, Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like some of those stuff. And so like when you hear about like them going up against Warner Brothers, like gargantuan, they got yeah. lots of IP, and they're like, you're gonna make him shave off the mustache. Paramount's like, no, we're not. Fuck off. Yeah, and they win. And it, it's a great story. Yeah. It, <laughs> I think it's great. It's, it is a great story. <laughs> because, like, nobody saw Justice League, and so just the few people who did are like, what the fuck is happening with his face? <laughs> Why does he look so strange? Yeah. Um, but that that's that story. Speaking of uh, an impossible mission, the nut job. Yeah. They have to steal, <laughs> you like that? steal those nuts. Did you like that? I, I like thought that. that was good. That was pretty good. Give, yeah, yeah. I like that. All right. Also, I forgot to say this at the beginning. But when you Google the nut job, the thing that comes up, the reason why you should watch it is because it's thrilling, zany, and hilarious. So <laughs> I just thought that should set the tone of us yep. talking about it because it is thrilling, thrilling, zany, and, and hilarious. hilarious. And nutty. It's nutty. And it's very zany. It's very zany. <laughs> yes. Yeah, th- this movie has like cocaine energy. It does. Um, we start with voiceover from Will Arnett. Yes. And it's basically like, I live my life at a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this park is mine. The city's mine. I love, All the nuts are mine. I love Will Arnett because he's so funny. He's like a really good comedian. Yeah. And then he just does mm-hmm. 50 animated movies every year. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Great. He just has a good voice for it. Like, yeah. The year this movie came out, he oh god, um, he played Batman five times in Lego short films. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he's he's trying to do this like heist on this nut cart. Yes. That this guy mm-hmm. is Manning, and then we cut to the park colony. Yes. I'm choosing to call them the colony because they just refer to themselves as the park. For the park, <laughs> brethren. <laughs> Liam Neeson is like the <laughs> raccoon leader, and he keeps saying brethren, and I'm just like, what kind of organization is this? 
Uh, but he's like, but Andy played by cat, like voiced by Catherine Heigl, um, which I don't know what she's doing at 2014 at this time. <laughs> Some stuff, I think. Um, the but, nut job. Right. The nut job. And what more do you need? Yeah. And, and so, and she's, you know, the nice squirrel. She's like, we, we need to get all the nuts and we need to share it with everybody. And the raccoon's like, yes, but don't trust Surly. Take Grayson with you. Enter in. Brendan Den Fraser, our guy, voicing Grayson the Hero Squirrel. And this is not the first time he's basically done the same kind of exact dude. same character. Yeah. He's uh, basically a uh, uh, thunder uh, thigh yeah. guy, whatever the fuck his name Scorch is. Supernova <laughs> Scorch, from Escape from Planet yeah. Earth. <laughs> well, no, Put some respect on that name. <laughs> no. oh. Turbo Thunder. Mm-hmm. He's also like this is Turbo Thunder. This is Scorch Supernova. It's all the same with this, uh, yeah, uh, Grayson. Because he just kind of has that like uh, stupid Superman voice. I'm the hero, come to save the yeah. day. Yeah. Like that's like literally the, his that whole... was actually a pretty good Brendan. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I've been practicing that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that says he plays that same archetype in this movie. Yeah. Um, for the third time in an animated movie. Yeah. Um, and he comes in, you know, all um, tough, big and bad, and does not go well. Yeah, no. So they, so Andy, Grayson, and, like, a couple of the other, like, animal folks, they try to, like, get the nut cart, but Surly's already gotten there. The dude is being, like, harassed by this Girl Scout, which, yeah. as somebody who's also been harassed by Girl Scouts, I can totally understand <laughs> where he's coming from, why the police would need to get involved, why there'd be a witness who would have to corroborate the, the nut cart jo- dude's yeah, story. The nut job. Because they're all fucking liars, okay? Yeah. You see? I just... See? <laughs> you weren't a Girl Scout. Were you ever in Girl Scouts, Francis? I was for one year because I wanted an American Girl doll. I sold a bunch of cookies. I just got like a friendship bracelet, and I said I'm done with this organization. That's brutal. You got it. You cheated yeah. the system. That's good. That's really yeah. good. I was like, eh, I'm not about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. They don't give you, you know, they don't give you the, you know, it's about teaching entrepreneurship, and so they didn't give you the adequate, you know, uh, respect compensation yeah, compensation for your your work. Yeah, yeah. That's why they the breed. yield of your labor. That's why they breed Girl Scouts like the ones a, in this movie. Yeah. I was a great salesperson. Like my house turned into a whole cookie selling operation that year, and then all for nothing became a quite a bummer. Money, money laundering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl Scouts need to unionize. <laughs> They're well, being exploited. They need to unionize. Well, the, pro- well, the thing is, they kind of did unionize. They con- they combined all the boys and Girl Scouts into Scouts now. Is it just called Scouts? I think so. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Yeah, they're all just Scouts. I think scouts. so. Yeah. I hmm. for one am for it. Yeah, whenever I go to the the grocery store and the Girl Scouts are out front with the cookies, like I get back in my car. <laughs> no, you just look at them and you give them the plate. Oh no, thank you. And then you're like, ugh. Yeah, I always feel so bad. For who? For them, because like for, I didn't the buy girl- their cookies. I don't think they care that much, Jeff. <laughs> like you want to buy some cookies? I'm like, sorry. It's like, I feel bad. Sorry, I'm, I'm clearly <laughs> broke as I'm walking out of the grocery store yeah. buying my fifth handle of vodka. <laughs> I clearly don't have spare cash for you. <laughs> Very sorry. Yeah. Best of luck. Uh, anyway, this Girl Scout um, almost blows the entire criminal operation. Yeah, and then something happens and, oh, there's a dog. 
Yeah. And the dog, like, they have to sneak around <laughs> the dog. But uh, something precious. goes. Yes. Pre- is this precious in this? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, this because is that precious. guy yeah. is, like, the bank robber dude um, that we find out later. Because he's, he's setting up his nut cart to, like, watch the bank and, like, scope it out, which we find out later. <laughs> um, yeah. Something happens. The nut cart turns into a rocket just before our very <laughs> eyes. <laughs> It starts wheeling and, off, and it's Surly, Andy, and Grayson all like holding onto this car, and they're trying and, to like. And Buddy, and, and Buddy, Buddy's yeah. there. He's quiet. Buddy, Buddy the is, quiet rat. Yeah, the quiet uh, rat, mouse rat rat. I don't know. I think he's a, I think he's a rat. He's a rat. Yeah, uh, but he's, he's a like good, a cute one though. He's a good rat. He's not a bad rat. Yeah, yeah. there are good rats. There are bad yeah. rats. <laughs> <laughs> As Stephen Lang, voicing the king in this movie, says, "There are bad rats. There are good rats." <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, all four of them are on this cart, and it's like a whoa. Yeah. Um, and then it crashes. Wait, can you do that again? Whoa. <laughs> that is the exact vibe. Oh, and meanwhile, meanwhile, in the park, Liam Neeson's like, they're all checking out their little like food stash that's yes. in the, in this big, massive oak tree. Yeah. And he goes, I'm afraid that there's not enough food to get us through the winter. And then there's like this mouse that goes, we're going to die. And, like they're all flipping out but they have like enough but like they're all gonna die basically but they're like don't worry grayson's coming back and then you cut back to this like rocket powered nut cart it's zooming around it's essentially the same opening as bugs life yeah where like they have like the the stash of food and then the main character mm-hmm. ruins it yeah except mm-hmm. unlike bugs banished. life he's sent to fix it and this one they just kick him out yeah <laughs> um well Here's what I'll say. Everyone was saying that was uh, Surly's fault, but it wasn't really if you actually watch. Like, it was Grayson who, like, opens up the, the little nozzle thing that makes it, like, take off. Yeah. He... And then I can't remember why the fire came about, but it was, like, Surly was just kind of there to, like, get the bag and get out. Yeah. It's everyone, everyone else, else is... kind of screwed things up, but he was just kind of there. So Everyone else's intervention really screws it up. Also, I want to talk about Raccoon real quick. <laughs> We want to talk about Liam Neeson's record. Yeah, before the the thing hits the tree, brethren. So why does everyone in this movie have a name? But but, he's but the raccoon. raccoon. Yeah, because what's his who who's his parents' know. name? What's his parents' name? Chester and Martha. Chester and Martha. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, whenever you make a movie about like f- funny little animals, and, and they're named after their animal, you you either have to name them all after the animal. Or they have mm-hmm. to have names. Like, right. you can't have Dog the Dog and then, like, Sally the Cat. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. In the nut job, hang on. He actually does have a different name. Like, when you look at him as the cast. <laughs> yeah, he does. But they just all call him Raccoon. So Liam Neeson plays Norverus Raccoon. <laughs> Norverus <laughs> Raccoon. Is that a name? That is, I. I guess so. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried now saying it. I'm like, oh no, I wonder if this is like an adjective that I don't know, and now I sound like a fool saying that's his name. That is a Star but, Trek yeah, Into that's... Darkness, John Harrison. My name is Khan, if I've ever heard one before. So I've looked up Norvirus, um, and there is the Norovirus, in which you just remove the O from the name. 
Uh, norvirus, some, mm. norvirus, sometimes referred to as the winter vomiting disease, is the most common form of gastroenteritis. Infection is characterized by non-bloody diarrhea, vomiting, and stomach pain. Fever or headaches this. may also occur. And that is what this raccoon <laughs> is named after. Ladies and gentlemen who are watching this while eating their McDonald's in the car, <laughs> are you enjoying this? <laughs> are you enjoying this, this deep description of the norovirus? Can we hear that so, one more time, but in greater detail? So we should have known from the beginning. I've already X'd out. Otherwise, I would have uh, done greater detail. Great. I didn't want to look at uh, pictures of cells anymore. Oh, uh, they were about like, to say excrement. <laughs> no, it was like pictures of like cells and like a virus formation. Ah, cool. Yeah. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Yeah, I, I can tell. <laughs> um, but anyway, so his his name's never said in the movie, but he's named Norvirus, and we should have known from the beginning that he was villainous. Yeah. Uh, with he's a, a raccoon mm-hmm. with a name like that. Raccoons are whoa, all... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? What's well, like no you're just gonna loop them all in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the nut job loops them all in, okay? Name one good raccoon in this movie. <laughs> There's only one raccoon. <laughs> in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my point exactly. Oh my god. They're good squirrels, they're bad squirrels, there's one bad raccoon. <laughs> there's good rats and bad rats. Also you notice that there's only one mole, and what does that mole do? He's a mole for the bad guys. <laughs> he is a mole. This movie enforces yeah. ugly stereotypes. Yes, it does. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at the movie. I'm going to go apologize to a <laughs> raccoon today. <laughs> well, we live in Chicago. There's plenty around. Yeah, there's one in our alley like a few days ago. Yeah? He's kind of like looked at me. We're still talking about raccoons, right? Say, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so sorry for Norvirus's actions. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to start a movement called Not All Raccoons. Not All Raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the not all men move. <laughs> not all oh raccoons. no! <laughs> no! Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, so this nut cart ends up hitting the big oak tree. Yes, and, and it catches on fire. Expl- it explodes. There's a it massive blows. explosion. <laughs> yeah, there's a massive explosion. Brendan is in it. I'm like, did they just kill him <laughs> off? It would be really funny. I'm like, are we watching this movie because of that three minute performance? But no, he does but make no, it out. Well, yeah, he makes it out. But he's not in it much more. Like, throughout it, like, Grayson just kind of, like, rolls up, rolls out. Like, he's not... But he's, like, probably, like, number three or four on the call sheet or something. <laughs> yeah. Because he's still, like... Because two of the other main characters just don't talk <laughs> at all and have no actor attached. <laughs> you know, I wonder... If you, like, make a move... Like, this is an animated movie. But if you make, like, a movie with, like, a dog as the lead, how does that, like, work on a call sheet? Like, re- insider baseball question. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let's say you're doing Homeward Bound, and it's just the day where it's, like, the three of them, and they're on the lake. I think it's the per- the it's the trainers. Like, does the trainer get put on the cast list, or does it, is it, like... I don't think so. And I... do you just then list, like, no cast for the day? Well, I think... <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I think, I, so. I think I we worked on a few things with some like dogs, and I feel like in all of our cases, it's always been like the dog. I've never seen a dog mentioned in the call sheet. I've I've seen a dog mentioned like the notes section and the personal trainer and like the special labor yeah. section of a call sheet, but I've never seen like like a, on the cast like on part. like it would not be like uh number one shadow buster yeah. <laughs> this is the dog's oh, real name you know what it is 
I don't, I don't think that they would have to because you wouldn't be putting the trainers unless they're like SAG for some reason. Yeah, because so that's you wouldn't the, be putting yeah. the trainers or the dogs on the exhibit G. Right, exactly. At the end of the night. So that's why they wouldn't be. You're not shooting yeah. anything with any actors that day if you're shooting with dogs. Yeah. 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 Is there a is there a branch of IATSE that's for animal trainers? Do animal I trainers so. have I a union? I can't remember what they're in. I think that they are in a union. I just can't remember which one. That's a we great... just like on the last show I did, we did this whole thing with like where we had like twin cats and the trainers. There were like four of them, and we were like, "That's like two people per cat." So sure. It was kind of a whole operation. Guess what union uh, handles animal handlers? Because I found out. Is it it? It's IATSE, right? It is not IATSE. Oh my god! It is Teamsters Local three ninety nine. No way. Yeah, Teamsters Local 399. The Teamsters handle the dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. God. For our audience who are not like into f- film production, we apologize, but this is big. This is so big. It looks like there's like some IATSE representation of animal handlers as well, but it's also Teamsters. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm a little lost. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. All right. We're going to get the dogs and we're going to bring them in from the back. Let's see like the teamster <laughs> walk up to the director like, you look, Miss Director, if the dog ain't behaving, just let me know. Just let me know. I'll take care of it. <laughs> like, take care of it now. What are you going to do to the dog? What are you doing, Tony? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll make it behave. <laughs> I am sick and oh tired gosh. of these damn dogs, dogs. and cats. <laughs> On my channel. Anyway. Okay, so the tree explodes. Um, Surly is exiled. Yes. Um, He is sent into the desert. Into Yeah, which is the city. Which is the city. Oakton. Oakton? Is that the name of the yeah, city? it's called Oakton. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oakton. Because there's a big oak tree in the center. I mean, in theory, they kind of have destroyed the like the, the, the city sim- tree. That would be the equivalent <laughs> of like bombing the bean or something. <laughs> no. I, I thought you were about to be like the white tree of Minas Tirith and Gondor. I mean, it would be the equivalent of that as well. Yeah, I was talking in real world, real world stuff. Yeah. Like, you think that's the bean equivalent? Uh, maybe it isn't the bean, but like, imagine I think if, for like, them it might be. Like, it seems pretty, pretty small, pretty not, not a lot going on. Yeah, yeah like. Like, what if the Liberty Bell just got hit with a flying hot dog cart and exploded? Like, that, it kind of feels like what this is. Be really funny. <laughs> that that would be really funny. Um. Okay. Okay. So he's he's exiled. He's exiled. He's going out into the city, and Buddy wants to go with him, but he's like, "No, Buddy, you can't. This is a path I I walk alone." But Buddy is a true friend and sticks with him. Yeah, because uh it And was... Surly Surly keeps like pushing him away and stuff. I I just want to say when I was watching this, I think it was right at this moment. I was like Surly Squirrel is like the precursor for Bojack Horseman for Will Arnett. <laughs> like if you watch it and you just think about that the whole time you're like, "Okay, oh, what's his face? Buddy is like Todd." Mm-hmm. And it's like almost the same character just like the pg version of it you this know this is his trial run that's like all i could think about yeah this was him like testing out the waters for the <laughs> character but it's like it's literally like the same character but pg 
that's actually interesting. <laughs> that's actually a thing. <laughs> That's yeah. been that was my thought through the whole movie, and I mm. it just got confirmed the more I watched. Yeah, with each scene. Free trial, Bojack. <laughs> Free trial of Bojack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I paid four three ninety nine to watch this movie. Um, I too. did too. That's why we've got to describe it pretty well because yeah. no one's going to be able to watch it for free. <laughs> yeah, we collectively put together over ten dollars. It was us. on the Roku channel for free, but I don't have a Roku. Yeah, same. And like, yeah. who who is the time? Who simply has the time? <laughs> did you also watch it on YouTube or did you watch it on Apple TV? I rented it on Amazon. Same. Mm. Uh, Prime. I did video. YouTube because I was like, I don't know what to do. Miranda's likes to support the He's small business. Like I'm gonna business. <laughs> Support small business. Small YouTube. business. We're <laughs> the big pharma guys. <laughs> oh man. No, I just, I just use Prime. Like Prime well, Video doesn't always give best playback like quality. Yeah. But I just like mm. use it because it's easy and it has it all my easy. shit saved. Hey, we got to support the mom pie YouTube shop, yeah. okay? You know? Yeah. yeah. Got to keep them afloat. Now, you got to use Tubi if you want to support, like, <laughs> Tubi. Mm, we use Tubi. Yeah, yeah. I think, haven't we had to have yeah, used we've, Tubi? Yeah, we've used Tubi's great because it gives you, like, commercials like you're watching it on TV. In the early 2000s. Yeah, like, it's like you get, you watch <laughs> oh, no. it, and then it's just like, does your back hurt? <laughs> I was literally, why was I also about to oh go to God. a medicine commercial? Yeah. <laughs> literally, I was like, "Do you have uh, uncontrollable gastroenteritis?" Yeah, norovirus. <laughs> norovirus. <laughs> Did you come across a raccoon that gave you the norovirus? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. There's a lot of people out there because yeah. raccoons fucking suck. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> we're losing our raccoon audience. <laughs> okay you know what they dig for the trash what white castle <laughs> oh, god they dig for white castle because they yeah. know nothing but the taste of shit yeah that's fair honestly fair like they would if you put white castle in the trash that raccoon would that be raccoon will eat it and be thrilled and they'll love it be the best day of his fucking it's disgusting. life disgusting gross <laughs> vendettas Okay, so he's like, we're trying really hard not to talk about the nut job right now. It's when I had to pick you up <laughs> at the airport, Jeff. Yeah, do you know where I parked and stayed before I had to pick you up? White Castle, a White Castle parking lot, and Angelica was with me, and she gave me the biggest grief of all. Oh God, I want you to know why'd that, you park at the White Castle? Because it was like the closest like parking lot, so I didn't have to like just keep circling around yeah. the terminal. There's a cell phone lot. Yeah, but there's <laughs> a gate with a cell phone lot. Like I don't know how I've never been to the Midway cell phone okay. lot. I don't trust it. <laughs> it's, it, it doesn't charge you. What is but... it? What does it mean? Cell phone lot? Like, why? What's cell phone about it? Well, it's because when cell phones were first introduced, that was like a novel concept. Okay. Um, and yeah. so it's like you can park there, and they'll call you on your cell phone. Ooh. <laughs> What's the idea? Okay. Okay. All right. So he's exiled, and he's walking around the city. Um, and he, like, basically immediately finds... Oh, no, he comes across some, like, bad rats. This, like, gate... I, th mm -hmm. I wish this movie was a musical because this would have been the perfect, like, bad guy rats in the alley. Bad <laughs> guy rats. Like, literally, it just gave me all those, like, yeah. 19... <laughs> like, Chicago musical vibes. Here like, come the rats. Mm -hmm. Here come da, the da, rats. Da, da, da. The rats. No, is the, isn't the West Side Story song, Here Come the Jets, like a bat out of hell? Maybe? Here come the rats like a rat out of hell. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, I wish that's what we got. That could work. But I just watched West Side Story a few days ago, so that's why it's on my mind. How is it? The it's newer great. one? No, I've seen it before, but it's it's great. Oh, it's a good movie. Cool. 
That this should have been like a West Side Story esque musical number for the, the rats coming, but yeah. it wasn't. They were just mm. going to kill the squirrel with the poison. So he he barely like escapes these rats. Yeah, but um, Buddy Buddy saves him, and that's when they get like when he's like, "All right, Buddy, you can stick around." Like Buddy mm. kind of proves his worth. Yeah, he pulls his weight in the in yeah. the big city. Yeah, and that's when they come yeah. across Nirvana, the Nut Shop. Yes. This is when we hit minute 21 of the film. <laughs> We've reached minute 47 on the podcast. <laughs> uh, remember we said we're going to be done by like 11? <laughs> it is 11 o'clock now. No, I never said we would. I said there's potential that this is a shorter episode because I'm not sure how much we can say that about That translates to the same thing, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I said potential. I did not say confirmation. Um, But no. So, yeah, they see the nut store. They see the nuts. Uh, si- simultaneously, we cut back to the the forest or the park, and this is like the scene in Bugs Life where they're like picking up scraps of food, yeah. and they're very sad and depressed. Uh, but Andy, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. Before we cut back to that, is the moment that we said we were going to talk about later, the magical minute twenty one, oh, where they see the nut store and they start dancing the Gangnam Style. <laughs> They don't have the words. You're about to pass over that. They, oh my god! They, they, I was they, like, wait, wait, oh, wait. Yeah, that's true. They leave the lyrics out on this one. This is just like the soundtrack to it. But I, but I mean, you clock it right away. You're like, is this? Oh yeah. Is this Gangnam Style? You know what the, th- the you know what's violent about it? Violent. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Gang- Gangnam Style comes out. Uh, July of 2012. Yes. Mm-hmm. By the time this movie comes out, like America does no longer have Gangnam Style fever. No. America <laughs> does not have Gangnam Style fever anymore. It's been two years. They were very late on that train. But the thing is, this like resuscitates Gangnam Style fever. Does this movie resuscitate Gangnam Style fever? Is there a wave of Gangnam Style after this movie? Not inherently, but Stuart... Um, I was waiting until the end for this. This is like Brendan Fraser's biggest hit in like three years. Oh, <laughs> this movie. Yeah, it's his. It's his overall. It's his seventh highest grossing film. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that the fun fact you had? <laughs> that was my fun fact that I've been so excited to share. Yeah, and so people did see this, and this like does kind of bring back on. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I I just it's I, it's just it it came in like just under the sixth highest, which was George of the Jungle. This so, just that's... barely missed George of the Jungle. Yes. What's below this movie? I think it. I think it's Escape from Planet Earth. It's either that or another. Spr- Escape from Planet Earth is like either like eight or nine. It's either his eighth or ninth highest. You mean to tell I can't me? Can't remember which. We've though. been talking about Brendan Fraser for fifty-five movies now. Yeah, <laughs> and six of he's only got like really, really, truly six hits. Yeah, I'm pulling up the. Uh, what his... you calling? You not calling the nut job a hit, Stuart? <laughs> <laughs> this movie quadruples its production budget. <laughs> this movie made for thirty million uh, makes one hundred and twenty. Hence the sequel, which Brendan does not come back for. Hmm. He does not. Uh, Stuart, you look distressed. 
I am distressed. <laughs> um, I guess we can move on with the plot. I just wow. okay. So, so, so <laughs> here really broke me. Here are Brendan Fraser's uh, hits. Uh, top ten. His highest grossing movie, The Mummy Returns. Second highest grossing, The Mummy. Third highest grossing, The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Four, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Five, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Six, George of the Jungle. Seven, The Nut Job. Eight, Crash. Nine, Bedazzled. Ten, Escape from Planet Earth. I wonder, was that before The Whale, though? Because The Whale might change that this I feel is like, like what's this from or the whale the whale the whale is currently rocking number 13 whoa um, so the sense. nut job is better than the whale is what i'm getting <laughs> francis your connection's getting a little rough here <laughs> it's about to end the episode hold on a second let me, let me <laughs> tweak some things here um, yeah, this movie is a hit, and Gong- Gangnam Style, it does, in fact, like, I mean, it doesn't, like, fully resuscitate it, but it is, like, Gangnam Style was kind of out of pop culture by that point. We kind of, like, forgot, not, not forgotten, but, like, kind of been, like, moved on to the next thing. Where were you when Gangnam Style was, like, taking over American homes? In high school. <laughs> <laughs> I I had the... Um... It was very unfortunate. I was in middle school at the time. Mm. So, like, fifth grade. So, like, your peak weirdness. Um, yeah. yeah. And that was, like, that was, that was like, a whole personality trait for my friend group and I, like, for a solid month. Yeah. Just I'm... knowing that song, knowing how to do the dance. It, it's, it's, I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it. But, you know, it must be discussed. <laughs> See, like, because I remember, I, I remember Gongo Style briefly. Because it was around the same time. Tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I feel like Gangnam Style came out around a similar time frame when the Harlem Shake came out. Do y'all remember yeah. the Harlem Shake? I haven't thought of the Harlem Shake oh, yeah. since the Harlem Shake. What's like the first like words of that? It's like, oh, Katurita. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I remember like I feel like it was wasn't it kind of around the same time as planking too? Yeah. Wasn't that like all sort of the God, same what vibe? What was yeah. going on in twenty twelve? <laughs> what were we doing? It was very unhinged times. Very unhinged. I just remember my high school at one pep time rally. transition. Like and at my high school during a pep rally, they did like a Harlem shake. And they got like the whole school to do it. And it was looking back at it the most cringe thing ever <laughs> ever been a part oh of my god yeah because like every single white high school in america did that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah oh boy Cursed. so the nut job so the nut job uh so i'm like reading the history of the gangnam of gangnam style right that's now. great uh so yeah the nut job so yeah raccoon he's uh they're gathering all this food and the raccoon, raccoon Liam Neeson's like, yeah, it looks like we're not going to have enough money for the winter. Oh, darn. Yeah. And then Andy's like, well, let me go out into the city and look for food. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, only if you take Grayson with you. And she's like, uh, Grayson's not doing well. <laughs> yeah, Grayson's like suffering like a severe concussion <laughs> yeah. and some brain damage. But uh, he still goes along. He goes along and like 30 seconds pass by and Grayson gets like, I don't know. He gets into a fight with a rat. 
Yeah. They get whipped off and we don't see them again for like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's, yeah. Like it's 20, 30 minutes. We don't see him again until like the third, the final third of the film. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He just goes away. It would have been good if he never came back. That would have been funny. That would have been really funny. Yeah. Uh, Because then I could just stop watching the movie. Uh, so but you wouldn't know you could stop watching, right? I yeah. guess that's true. You'd have to you'd watch get tricked it. into watching the full nut job. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to watch it and then invert yourself, go back in time, and retake your former position. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so I don't know what happens the, next? the thing is, basically, from this point on, the movie kind of is just the same thing for like an hour. Yeah, because Andy and yeah. Surly meet up, and they're like, I found some nuts. Well, they meet up after, like, he's already, like, gotten in. Him and Buddy are, like, hanging out in the nut store. Meanwhile, the humans are, like, plotting this heist, and, you know, they're, like, doing their thing. They're like, oh, there's fucking rats in here. Except yeah. they don't say that. They're like, oh, there's rats in here. <laughs> ah, <and> like... <laughs> this movie uses one contractually obligated F-bomb. <laughs> it's like, whoa! <laughs> I had that thought in the middle of this movie of like, god damn it, if I just wish they could have said the F-bomb once, I'm like, I'm sick and tired of these goddamn motherfucking rats. <laughs> exactly. It just starts blasting <laughs> off bullets. It's like... It's like basically what they're saying. And then we meet this character also who he he never talks. Another yeah. one of those like kind of integral characters who just doesn't talk, who can hear the dog whistle. Yeah. Like that I don't know what his thing is. He was just kind of this weirdo who like was there yeah. and then ended up like double the whole whole thing. But then they meet the dog and they get in this whole thing with the dog and then Andy takes the dog whistle from What's his face? Sure. Uh, Early. Uh, Jeff. Yeah. Do you know one of the names of one of the gangsters? Fingers. Fingers. Francis, we covered a movie um, called uh, The Air I Breathe. The Air I Breathe, and there's a mob boss in it named Fingers. <laughs> oh uh, so I'm choosing to believe this is his origin story. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, this is how he got it. I think that the writers thought that too. They all watch the air. They I coordinated. Breathe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the The thing about this movie is that the mob boss is named King. Yes. And he's played by Stephen Lang. <laughs> yes. Who is the who's Quaritch, the bad guy in Avatar? He's in other things, Jeff. He's the he's best known as Quaritch <laughs> from Avatar. I like to think that the he's... two highest grossing movies of all time, and he's the villain in them. Okay. Um, he's in other things. Though. The thing is, he does a really good De Niro impression. Yeah. To the extent I kept mm-hmm. thinking this is actually De Niro. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's Stephen Lang. Well, in 2014, you'd believe it was De Niro. Yeah. But, like, I, I just want to shout out. That is actually, he's giving a good performance in this movie for something he had does not have any reason to. Like you said, like he has a good well, like De Niro impression or he's doing a good performance? No, like he's doing a really good De Niro impression. He's putting, like, the work into it. Like, he could just show up and say the lines, and they would have put it in. Yeah. Like, I, I just want to give I, him credit for that. I think there's some weird kind of... I don't know what it was about this movie. Like, I don't know how it went, but so there's that, right? And then I watched a video of Brendan Fraser, like, doing his recording, and he is just he just looks like he's having the time of his life. Yeah. 
like i don't know if you guys watched that video but he's getting so into it and when they cut he just like starts like dying laughing and i don't know like what was going on in those recording sessions but it just seems like everybody was just like having a having a ball and i don't know what the what was going on there but it's just this movie where everyone who was doing it was super into it for some reason yeah, i mean if you're like uh a... like just like a like a um a live action actor, like that's what that's where you cut your teeth, and you like do an animated movie like this. Essentially, you like come in for a day, and just get to like yell and kind of have fun in a recording booth, and then you get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like kind of a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure like they were all having fun doing this. And, like Stephen, do a De Niro impression and yell about rats. He's like, all right, <laughs> and he's like. Hey, you want to talk about rats? You want to talk about rats? What you doing? What you doing? You bringing the rats in here? That's my De Niro. It's not very good. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Yeah, I just want to, you know, give him credit. But from this point on, the movie enters the cycle of uh, Surly and Buddy try and steal nuts. Because like, the, the criminal's plan is they're going to tunnel under the street into the bank replace all the bags of money with bags of nuts. Yeah. And then zip out of town before anyone notices. Doesn't work. Here's the problem. They still have a hole in the floor. (laughs) (laughs) There's still a hole at the vault floor that somebody has to address at some point. Well, they're just going to put a like rug over. (laughs) Steps on it falls through the rug. Yeah, you can't tell me that it's like, oh, there's a hole in the floor. That's no problem. Wait a minute, there's nuts in these bags. <laughs> like, yeah, it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. But It's not the most well thought out plan. No. I think the logic is sound. I think it works out. Okay, but Francis, the hole in the floor, how do you justify it? I think that I feel like they had lots of plans that they were like, this is going to be great. Until it actually came to executing it. And then, because there was the whole thing where the squirrels, like at the end, like at the final heist, um, the squirrels like bring the little cart all the way back. And then they like, I think it just kind of messed with their flow mm. and they got thrown off. I think it would have been perfect if these if these squirrels and such weren't there. That's yeah. that's my thought. Do you think they I had... think they did have a plan for it. You... I think they did, but they I think they got thwarted the by floor. the squirrels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Clearly, right. one of them was thought. a That's carpenter, and they were going to reinstall the floor. Yeah, <laughs> they were going to reinstall like the floor yeah. and bolt it all up. Stuart, have you ever seen Small Time Crooks? Yeah. I have not. Okay, so there's this movie. It's uh, called Small Time Crooks. It's a Woody Allen movie, so you got to take it with that. Okay. Um, but the first 20 minutes of it are the funniest movie I've ever seen. The rest of it's like fine. It's entertaining, but the first 20 minutes is basically like these four washed-up criminals open a cookie store. So that in the basement, they can drill into the bank next door um, and steal all the money. The gimmick of the movie is that the cookie store ends up taking off and becoming a massively successful business. And so now they're stuck (laughs) with this hole in the floor that they need to address. Um, But I think that's basically where they pulled the idea for this element of the movie from. Gotcha. Um, But Small Time Crook's a really funny movie if you ever get a chance. Gotcha. Directed by Woody Woody Allen. Yeah, that's that's the yikes of it all. Uh, so, I mean, I, I know we said like at this point, Andy and Surly kind of make a soft contract yeah. agreement with each other that in exchange for like helping them like get into the basement, 
which is not hard to do. Yeah. They do they're making all these elaborate plans well, to get into the basement. Like they the they, door is open. The door is open. They can just go in. Yeah. I don't know why it's so complicated, but I guess they got to dig a hole yeah. in. But yeah, they make a contract deal where like, you know, once they get the nuts, they'll split it 50-50. Yeah. And then there's all this talks about like, oh, like he's going to double cross you and then Raccoon gets like no, I must control all the food of the park because yeah. that's how you control the masses mm-hmm. because capitalism yeah. works. <laughs> um, Fucking raccoon. Yeah, raccoon sucks. <laughs> but, like, would I be incorrect in saying basically the next, like, 45 minutes of the movie? Like, there's not really much to say because they just they go in, they get a bag of nuts, they're like, hey, this plan worked. And then something goes wrong, they get kicked out, that plan doesn't work anymore. They have to dig in a different way. Like, it happens like three times. It's just the same scene. Well, I think it is worth talking about because at the end of that 45-minute stretch, who comes back but Grayson the yes. squirrel? Yes. He comes back at the very end of this like mid, mid element where it's just like repetition. It's like watching like... Mm-hmm. Um, you feel insane because it's just like the same thing keeps happening. <clears throat> Tears start coming from your eyes. <laughs> yes, start falling from your eyes. Uh, and so then, at that point, that's when Raccoon and Mole start to do like some double yeah. crossing action. And mm-hmm. it's at this point when like Surly finds out about Raccoon's yeah. plan, and then Raccoon double crosses the team because at this point the robbers have the money, and they they put like. The plan was they were going to put load each truck. They have two trucks, one both with some money. Yeah. But what Stephen Lang's king does is he loads one truck with nuts. Yeah. And his truck with money. Ah, nuts. He's double-crossing the guys because it's a metaphor for what Surly's going to do to the park. Yeah, so... This movie, very good. There's like three layers to the heist. (laughs) There's like the criminals robbing the bank. King robbing the criminals, the squirrels robbing the criminal, robbing King, and then Raccoon trying to rob the squirrels. That's four layers. Four, yeah, I realized that as I was saying it, that I wasn't going to quite even out to my original. It's a very complicated movie. It's There's there's lots of depth to it. <laughs> there's a lot of layers. It's like an onion. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ogres have layers. Yes. Sorry. I just watched that recently. Did you watch Shrek? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. I've never seen it before. You have definitely seen Wait, Shrek before. No. This is like the, the silliest bullshit you've ever tried to hit me with, that you haven't seen Shrek. No. What's we, your end game here? We've talked about this. We have not talked about yeah, this. Yeah. Have you at least seen Shrek 2? I've seen all the sequels, but the first Shrek. Yeah, I, I truly don't believe this. No, I really have never seen Shrek before until like just a few nights ago. This is not true. It is true. This is simply not true. I can't really prove it to you, though. Yeah, I know you can't because it's not true. <laughs> I can't prove to you that I was the former president of the United States because it's not true. All right. Um, I don't. I see. I. I think it's silly for you to stand your ground firm that I've definitely. I'm seen literally true. texting your girlfriend right now to ask her if this is true. Do it. And now you're texting her to say, please cover me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying Jeff's about to text you about me watching Shrek. Okay. Anyway. So, um, yeah, the 
this whole heist attack, like basically a um, Mission Impossible esque fight breaks out atop the between the two moving vehicles. Mm-hmm. There's Raccoon and Shirley yeah. are fighting each other. Yeah, um, while the all, Red Bird, the Red Bird gets involved um, and dies for his actions. Well, can we just talk about the Red Bird for a second? Every time the Red Bird is like taken action, it is like gotten demolished and yeah. just shat on. First thing that happens, it gets like ran over by a semi truck. Then like it yeah. gets like run over by a t- like a tire, and then it gets like shot into the fucking like cat expo show or something. Like this cat goes through the ringer. And but is he dead. also just looks so unbothered through it all. Like he's like, yep, that's this, that's the job, that's it's, the life. It's you the know? Terminator. He, he accepts yeah. his fate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like. He's that, just built different. I like that this bird dies for. It's the only character to die in the movie for its transgressions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, every... it doesn't die. Does it come back? Have you not seen the end credits? I. He com- always comes back. Did he? Come, he came back in the end credits. You You saw the end. Like I the, I watched the like cut scene. yeah I watched like the the yeah. side dancing. No. Was there's there something a, else? There's a whole other cutscene at the end. Oh shit! I see this now. Oh, I didn't watch the cutscene. Oh, I think went to bed. Oh, friends. I'm reading it on Wikipedia now. I'm, I'm reading what. It's happened. an actual. Wait, it's not that like. What's the cutscene? We'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'll I'll, I'll, tell, I'll talk about it. So yeah, then they get on this bridge. And the cops have them surrounded, and then they're trying to move the money and the nuts, but then, uh. One of the robbers blows up a truck, but then the other truck runs. I don't know how it goes off the bridge. Yeah, so somebody loses control. Yeah, so King's driving it, and they're chased, and they're getting chased by the cops. Yeah, and they get surrounded. One of the guys blows up a truck. He starts driving towards the the cops like road stop. Yeah, but then one With cop TNT in the back. Yeah, and when the one cop. Close his eyes. Up. He shoots it. It hits the tire, and then they run off the bridge. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. truck and everybody else, they're like in the water at this point, and, and this, nuts are just floating everywhere. Nuts are floating everywhere. I really want to talk about something with this river in a little bit. Okay, um, but we'll finish the scene first. Well, to go back real quick, there's one thing where when Raku was talking to one of his uh, dudes in the park, he said, "Well, maybe Surly can get us the nuts," and he's like. When Surly gets us some nuts, that's the same day nuts will rain from the sky. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to that. Yes. <laughs> so stupid. Mm-hmm. Back to the river. They're flowing down the river, and yeah. then... They're fighting atop a log. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Raccoon and Surly. Yes. And everyone else is like on a different log. Like, no! <laughs> yeah. And then... Mm-hmm. Rac- and then eventually, like, Surly and Raccoon, they fall, but Surly's holding on. And he does sacrificial plays like tell yeah. my friends and children that I love them yeah. very much. Take the food to the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feed the little yep. ones. And then he just lets go. Yeah. And, and does, so he and Raccoon go. He over pulls the, the Scarlett Johansson Avengers Endgame. Move. Yeah, they they go over the waterfall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and then we cut to the rest of them on the log, the rest of the characters floating down the river towards the city. And they get to the park. Okay. I I don't know if What's his fucking name? Peter Lep- Lepin Yodas understands how rivers work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. Because <laughs> all of the nuts and Surly go over a waterfall. Yes. Which implies the river is running toward the waterfall. Yes. We then see the other characters on a log floating the other way yes. towards the city with the current. Yes. Implying the river's flowing that way. Yes. Both these things cannot be true. Right. But then... 
when they get back to the city, uh-huh. all of the nuts and Surly flow in the same direction that the other fucking scumbags come in. Yeah. How does this work? It's implying that the river flows in two ways and, and they, both of them wind up at the same and they spot. Come back together? Yes. That's the mm-hmm. implication. Is that impossible that rivers split up and then come back together? Like, let me I'm gonna draw real quick what this river would have to look like. And not only discounting the fact that it apparently flows at the point of the waterfall in two separate directions, which would mean that there would just be a dry bed bed there because it, all the water would disappear. Oh, mm-hmm. that's why water. That's why rivers don't work this way. So, yeah, here's the that's the waterfall. Cool. And then we have the river, and it goes to the city. This drawing, Francis. Let me tell you, it's it's real good work on my end. So, here here's what would have to happen. Okay. So okay. Yeah, that 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 so that happens. The water has to go like this off a waterfall. Come back up, Francis, rejoin the stream, Jeff, and then float. Francis can't I'm, see I'm, that. I'm, I, I had to show it to you first. Okay. So, okay. So that's like. Uh-huh. Maybe was there like some dam that we didn't see that was in play, or like maybe it's just they were fueled by the power of sadness at the loss of Surly. That could be it. So, real quick aside, I saw your girlfriend texting you about the scheme you're trying to pull me with Shrek right now. I saw her message come up on the screen. Okay. <laughs> what like, you... This is like a very silly con you're No, pulling. she just asked me like, does he know it was the first time you watched it? This is like uh, so silly. What'd she respond to you? Don't. I think we've got to pull up the receipts. I can open your messages right now. It's my laptop. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying I could do it. <laughs> anyway, the river. It flows. It, do- it doesn't work. The physics don't make sense, but somehow it leads to all, unless I get some like Jesus-esque, the water just s- turns around. You're very fired up about this river. Like, I like if you're going to make a, shout out the Travolting stick on your water bottle, by the way, uh, Francis. Mm-hmm. Give a thumbs mm-hmm. up to that. Um, Like, if you're going to do this, uh-huh. give me a, like, you could just have like a second river that kind of goes around the side and does isn't a waterfall. You could just do that. That'd be easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you could have just been like, yeah, there's a tributary and it kind of goes around the waterfall and it's like kind of a gradual decline. Yeah. And then it I all would have been. I think that they just wanted people to kind of focus on the sad moment as mm. opposed to like, I think they were more like wrapped up in that. Like, But now I'm all wrapped up in this river. All, but <laughs> I know. They literally sent me on a ride down honest, the river. I didn't even think I didn't even think about it until you brought it up. And now I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. I mean, like so, I, congrats, Jeff. You've just ruined the end of the nut job for everyone. Because all they're gonna be thinking about is this river instead of how sad all the squirrels you are. You know what? So. It's my cross to bear that I've ruined this for everyone. Um and I will bear it proudly. <laughs> um, but you know who also gets to bear something proudly? Surly because he brings all the nuts to the the park. Yeah, all the nuts flow down the river into the park, into the wheel thing. Yeah, there's like a a, flings mm -hmm. them in the air, and lo and behold, nuts are falling from the sky. Hey, yeah, we love those (laughs) cool moments. Nutty, very. And there's nuts, and they fly (laughs) everywhere. They land everywhere. It's very. It's tremendous. Believe me, it's lovely. No one else could have done this. More nuts than you've ever seen in your life, folks. 
Yes, I. Um, it was. It was all me. Yeah, I did that. It was all me. I did the nuts. It was great. It was um, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> truly tremendous. Tremendous stuff. Uh, you never seen so many nuts before in your life. Billions and billions and billions what a, what a and billions. Great place and... that we live. What a terrible spot. Um. Anyway, they find Surly's dead body. <laughs> Watch, his corpse yeah. up. His corpse washes up, and they bury him in the yeah, movie. He's kind of been, he's kinda like been eaten by some river fish. Uh, yeah, kind of decomposed. He's partly decayed, yeah. missing a leg. Yeah. You ever seen like dead squirrels on the sidewalk that clearly have been squished by a yeah. tire? Oh no! That's what Surly. Looks That's what like. Surly looks like right now. They actually cut to a live photo. <laughs> it's not <laughs> <A> real squirrel. <laughs> this is not an animated yeah. uh, dead squirrel. Um, but we're, yeah. ob- we're obviously kidding. Surly comes back to yeah. life. Sur- Surly, like he washes up and he's fine. <laughs> Andy, like, kind of pushes the water out of him. And well, and then Buddy talks to him. Yeah, he what, hugs him and what says, "What does Buddy say?" Best friend. But he says, "Best friend." Best friend. And this is when I'm weeping. I'm just like, the tears are coming down my face. This is when I'm throwing my phone at the TV. Like, he can't fucking talk. <laughs> I'm curious if in the sequel, Buddy talks. Or if it's like the, the Transformers thing where Bumblebee gets his voice back at the end of the movie. And they're like, no, nah, we like the gimmick of him talking with the radio. So the next movie starts, and he's like, yeah, he actually can't talk anymore. I want to know which. <laughs> That's like. It's so funny. It's so no, funny. That's all the second no, you imagine that. I want to know which poor minimum rate SAG actor came in to say those two lines. Uh, I'm seeing Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, I'm seeing Rob <laughs> Tinkler. <laughs> uh, the same guy who voiced Redline. One of the... What? One of the... Badgers. Is that one of our bad guys? One of the Badgers, I thought. Oh. Rob Tinkler. Mm-hmm. Redline's the one who like pops up and is like, we're all going to die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The very last one. I liked one. him. <laughs> I liked him. God damn. All right, so then, yeah. And then we have Will Arnett voiceover saying, sharing is caring, socialism rules. Yeah. And then the movie ends. <laughs> Except. That, that is the end of the movie. Except. Oh, yeah. Except. Except the end credits. Yeah. The credits start. That was when I slammed my computer shut. I said, that's enough. I'm not going to get up. I'm not going to do the actual thing, but I'll do the the horse move thing. I wrote sigh in all caps on my in my notes. So that is the end credits song. That is the song for the end credits. Yes. Is not not like the be- not the soundtrack Gangnam Style. The actual song oh, Gangnam Style. It is not just the soundtrack. And, not- and they make a little and the little animated they sigh. Animated yeah, they animated sigh. And he's doing the dance across the credits. And the characters. Yes. The animals and the humans in one big row. We all knew you like you know like kick lines. We all remember kick lines and how fun mm-hmm. and awesome they were. This is like a kick line of all your characters. So instead of kicking, they're doing the Gangnam Style dance, mm. including Stephen Lang's King. Yeah, he's there. Uh, what was it? Donna. Like, Donna. Donna's there. Donna. A character we never Lana. even mentioned in uh, the retelling. You're talking of about his... oh, King's, you're talking about uh, Lana, the blonde Lana. one. Lana. Lana. That's she. What, it is. what was? I don't know if it was just me, but. 
like was her animation style just looked like so for some reason just like so different from everyone else it was it weird. looked like she just kind of got like thrown in i don't know why it was so jarring every time she's like you betray me king she kind of has that <laughs> that mid that mid 40s 50s like this is 1959 yeah. <laughs> why is she talking like that she literally talks like harley quinn that's the thing yeah um you let me down king now you're going to go back to the slammer. <laughs> Come here, precious. You'll never see your kids again. <laughs> going to marry a real man, and he'll be a real father. Father. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's her. That's We didn't talk about her because she really has no relevance in the movie. Yeah, no. Um. Anyway, yeah. so after her, um, they're all kicklining, dancing. It's great. Gangnam Style, yeah. There's the mid-credits scene, which you are apparently the only person who watched. It's it's the end credit, the full full end yeah. credit scene, and the end credit oh. scene is just Raccoon Liam Neeson, who is also still alive, but he's on like a buoy signal thing out on the bay of the mm. city, just stranded out there, just sitting, and then the bird flies, the red bird flies. Does over it look him. a little mm-hmm. beat up? No. What? He doesn't have a oh, single. His feathers literally fly out the window. He doesn't have a single mark on him. That bird yeah. is immortal and indestructible. Weird. Feels yeah. no pain. Weird. Doesn't dream. Weird. <laughs> Doesn't Just sleep. Just a unit of mass destruction. Like and then the can... bird is like gonna fly away, but then the raccoon's like, "Can you please stay with me?" Yeah. And then there's shark fins yeah. swimming around, and then that's the <laughs> end. And they die. They get eaten by a shark. Maybe. Well, that's implied. or maybe they don't. They aren't in the sequel, apparently. Well, uh, but that's the end of the nut job. That's the end of the nut job. I feel like <laughs> part of the reason that Sai agrees to kind of like do this, besides like just the obvious, is that he is a obviously a South Korean artist. This movie is produced in South Korea by a South Korean animated mm. studio, um, yeah. and it is the most expensive animated movie ever produced in South Korea. That's insanity. Yeah, uh, it had a thirty million dollar budget. Wow. Hey. Um, and you might think thirty million dollars—that's weird. But you know what? It goes on and it makes 120 million. Jesus <laughs> fuck. Literally one. Jesus count them. One, fuck. two, three, four times its budget. Oh my God. I don't want to be here. This movie had a big premiere in um, South Korea where the president of South Korea attended. <laughs> um, they were nutty for the nuts. And shot. they watched this movie. Um, but you know the movie, for all its pomp and circumstance, does come out um, and gets like utterly lamb blasted. <laughs> the like critics hate this movie. I remember the trailer for this movie making me angry. Um, it was just like, <laughs> why did it make you angry? I don't know. I was a angry young man at the time. Um, uh. No, but I just like the trailer just came up, and I j- I think I'd just seen like some really beautiful animated movie. And this played right mm-hmm. before, and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I'm here to watch, like, I don't know, Inside Out or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But I'm like, mm-hmm. a gorgeous, like, movie that a lot of love and care has been in. I'm like, what the hell is this thing, this squirrel? I just remember getting angry at it. But now, uh, you know, I've made my peace with it 10 years on. Have you? I have. Okay, good. Um, I'm not going to say I love this movie or like this movie, but, you know, I made my peace with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this movie, poor reviews, 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Um, hampered by an unlikable central character and source material stretched too thin to cover its brief running time, the nut job will provoke an allergic reaction in all but the least demanding movie goers. <laughs> Brutal. You know, Francis, we actually never talked about your history with this movie. We never really I, brought it up. I don't really have much history. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just kind of like, so when I was a kid, I didn't, have a tv in my house mm-hmm. like i would my mom would sometimes put things on her computer that i could watch like on her little like uh laptop yeah or i would just watch tv when i went to my grandma's so there were like lots of like culturally culturally significant things that i missed mm-hmm. as a child that then i would like talk to people about and they're like have you not seen this and i'm like no so i would kind of go back and watch it and this was around the time, like, I, I had just watched Over the Hedge because mm-hmm. um, I had never seen it. And I was like, okay, this is pretty great. And then it was like, do you want to watch The Nut Job? And I was like, do I? <laughs> so then I watched The Nut Job. <laughs> Double feature that's, Over that's the Hedge. That's the extent nut job. of my... Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good back-to-back, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you had a great time. Like, it was... It was... I will see how Barbenheimer is compared to that, but I, in my in my opinion, no double feature can ever beat that. What do we call it? Over the nut, over the job, um, over the um, or would we call it hedge nut, the nut, he, nut hog, the nut hedge, nut, the hedge. nut hedge, hedge the nut, hedge the nut, <laughs> nut hedge. I think it's nut hedge. Nut. Hedge. I kind of like over the nut. I think that was, that's a good one. The, <laughs> the hedge job. Hedge job. <laughs> the nut hedge. Nut hedge. Hedge nut. Hedge nut. There's a lot of ways. I'm just saying go. these things. Yeah. This is what our life has been reduced to. Um, oh, boy. Employed for so long. Yeah. <laughs> employed for so long. Um, so we are actually back to the initial impetus of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Francis, in January of 2021, when we started the show, the first episode is us saying mm-hmm. we're both we're two unemployed filmmakers who have some free time on our hands. We're excited to do this, <laughs> and then we immediately got jobs like two weeks after that, and like it's just like we kind yeah. of been having to uh, tackle this with our um, jobs. jobs. But now, because of the writers <laughs> and now actors strike, we are once again back to our roots as unemployed filmmakers. <laughs> so we're here to talk about movies. Full circle. It has to. It has to end now. You have to end with the full circle, or you guys keep going until the next strike. I agree. I think keep that's the way to do it. Strike. I agree. I think this is the only window of opportunity <laughs> the only we have to get out. <laughs> to just get out. We are almost done. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. We are. Um. Yeah. But the movie makes a healthy profit. They make a sequel. Uh, this movie does get nominated for a Directors Guild of Canada Award. Um, just for can... best sound editing. Oh, <laughs> I was like, "What do they know?" Oh, sound editing. <laughs> yeah, which I'm. I wasn't really like listening to. Yeah. In the movie, but like, sure. I guess the sound it sounds fine. Okay. Um, they make a sequel <laughs> called the Nut the Nut Job Two Nutty by Nature, mm-hmm. um, which is the nut shop blows up and the mayor is gonna demolish the park. Yeah. And it, then it really mm-hmm. turns into up. over the head over the up. edge. Hmm. And they got to fight to protect their territory. Yeah. Um, Brendan does not come back for it, but Jackie Chan apparently appears in it as a new character named yeah. Mr. Feng. Francis, have you seen the sequel? I haven't, but I just learned about it. It's 
you can find the sequel on some streaming things because I was looking up the nut job. It's like, do you want the sequel? I'm like, no, I want the original. The, the OG nut. <laughs> Don't worry, this is the, the the nut job we have at home kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honey, you don't need the nut job. We have the nut job at home. <laughs> the nut job at home. <laughs> the nut job too. Nutty, nutty by nature. nature. My God. Yeah. The nut job two is ten minutes longer than the nut job one. And um, it's it costs for... ten million dollars more, and it makes like sixty-eight million. So they never made a nut job three. Oh uh, no! We, we never got to finish the trilogy. <laughs> That would be kind of great, though, if it was in that job trilogy. That'd be kind of interesting. And it was a good movie. They bring the really no. They'll bring it back in like twenty years, and it'll be like a really old, like kind of grumpy, regretful Surly. Surly. He'll like actually be Surly, and just like kind of like you know deal with the the lifespan of of some squirrels. I'm looking up squirrel lifespan. I'm betting. Yeah, I was because I don't. This was like a very kind of. I don't know, just kind of like depressing thought. But I was like, why are we having like Andy be in charge? Like, shouldn't we have an animal that has like the longest lifespan probably be in charge? So it's like, instead of just like, you know, after however long a squirrel lives, you know, they got to pick someone new. Yeah. It's not really a smart investment, you know, if you're like switching things. I don't know. The average squirrels can live five to 10 years in the wild. Okay. Oh, okay. Most of them don't. Um, oh, you don't say. Oh. It says, like, due to diseases, human interaction, and predators, most squirrels um, don't make it that long, but, like, they can live five to ten years in the wild, up to 20 in captivity. Hmm. 20 years? Yeah, that's, like, the only animal I've ever heard of where they actually live longer in captivity. 20 years? <laughs> A squirrel can live older than dogs? <laughs> yeah. What? I want to like study squirrels. Yeah, I'm looking at all these really cute pictures of squirrels now. Um, uh, Francis, any uh, final thoughts, nut job wise? Not really. Just it was, it was, it was a joy. It was a joy as always. It was certainly. I like how I'm always, I'm always on you guys' show for like the most whack stuff. <laughs> like I got to do three to tango. <laughs> now I'm the nut job. So. You just have to make sure whoever you pick again has at least one piece of like really unhinged work that I can talk about. Yes. We, we'll talk so. when we stop recording. Uh, let you know. <laughs> um, um, look at this little guy. Yeah, he's cute. Look at, Francis, look at this little guy. Aw, that's a good yeah, guy. A good I'd, I'd have him in my house. All right, I'm going to exit out of the squirrel. Yeah. Any uh, final thoughts, Jeff? Um, I, I feel nutty after watching this movie. It was certainly a job. To watch the film, <laughs> it was a job to watch, um, but it, you know what? We're here for it. Yeah. All right. Well. Um. Great right. shit. Yeah. You want me to wrap it up? Let's wrap this up. All right. Well, I really thank Francis so much for joining us today. Um. As always, it was so it was fun. A pleasure having you on. I especially thank, as always, to everyone who's listening. Thank you guys um, so much for continuing to support the show. You can support us even more um, by liking and subscribing on whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, and like probably 20 other websites that I do not have in front of me. <laughs> um, find us on Twitter or Instagram at TrollingPod, TrollingPodcast at gmail.com if you have anything fun to say. R slash Trolting on Reddit. Find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. 
narg. Francis, anything you want to plug? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, special <laughs> thanks, as always, to Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design and Michael Van Bodegum Smith for the theme music that's usually taking you out, but I think you might be getting it. Gangnam Style! Gangnam Style! <laughs>